and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about progress, not perfection. proud of myself because I just said my little spiel without looking at it. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> it, it, it wasn't on my screen. And so <laughs> I just did it. After only 140 episodes, I managed. <laughs> you know what's really funny is I almost read your part because oh. I was looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have thrown me for a loop. <laughs> It would have been entertaining, at least. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are talking about progress, or the importance of progress over perfection. That's right. If we can um, embrace progress and not and worry less about perfection, I think we can get a lot more done, and I think be, um, at least I would be, more happy, happier. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's so easy, you know, with when you're bumping up against perfectionism to feel like you have to um, figure something out, like whatever project you want to do, like you have to have the whole thing figured out before you can get started, which often means that you never get started. Right. If you're waiting, right. If you're waiting for that perfect plan or that plan to do it just right or the best way, yes. not just any way, it can be really hard to get started. Without a doubt, I'm. Um, I have to give a talk in a two weeks. No, a week. A week from Thursday, and I've been thinking about it a long time. And it's it's stuff I talk about all the time. It, but I I'm thinking I'm going to create a PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, uh -huh. oh. So that, oh, yeah, I know. So that is, I'm, I'm experiencing this right now. It's, it's the PowerPoint, which I don't, it's a, I don't have to do a PowerPoint, so maybe I just won't. Um, but it's the, it's the creation of a really great PowerPoint that's slowing me down, I think. Right. Yeah. And, and that's such a good example, because that's a perfect thing that could have iteration that brings it in line more with what you want, you know, what you ultimately want to share. And if you could just make some initial progress on it, then you could do that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything to modify if I don't have anything. Right. Is that what you're saying? Do that yes. Understand? Yes. Exactly. So yeah, I did finally get started on it um, last week. And I started by taking a it's actually I use Keynote, not PowerPoint, but a theme that I used for a, a, a different talk I'd given in a different topic, um, but that I liked. You know, I liked the way it looked and mm -hmm. started there, uh, except I didn't, I didn't make a ton of progress. But I tell you what, just making any progress helped, might help me. And it actually gave me the freedom to uh think about not even doing one um, as I said I it's it's on zoom so I right. have to decide do I want people to do I want to be able to look at people's faces or not or do I want them to just look at my face I'm not sure 
<laughs> but I, <laughs> maybe I want them looking at a screen instead, a uh, screen share. Um, so it's, uh, but I think people get sick of looking at PowerPoints. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do a lot of calls where I have them. So mm-hmm. that's not my Zoom fatigue. Yeah. That's not my, what, what would it be my, um, uh, I was going to make a joke, but I couldn't come up with one. <laughs> okay. Nice try. <laughs> at least you're trying, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least telling you that I'm trying. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it, 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 I have to say there was just, there has been so, I've had so much, um, some barrier to, uh, well, to getting started on it. Um, and I probably, it's that barrier that, you helped me identify, which is that I didn't think it was going to be fun to create this PowerPoint. Cause right. It really isn't. Um, yeah. But um, but it, it feels easier now. Yeah. I'm curious what, how it would be if you gave your permi- yourself permission to work on, you know, to work on a PowerPoint and then ultimately decide not to do it, not to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting question that kind of crossed my mind because I thought, you know what, Janine, just create this PowerPoint just to use as uh, if you want if I wanted to I could yeah. have a PowerPoint that I didn't share right that I just use for my talking points because typically I just have bullet points like if, when I give talks in person I'd rather stand on a stage and have no slides and just glance at my notes every now and then right it's, but because um, it feels like there's less to go wrong <laughs> <laughs> As I get older, my memory's not as good, so maybe that's no longer true. But, um, but yeah, that's an interesting idea. If I did that, then I could let go of how it looked, and we and work uh, work on it in terms of it being the tool to help me put my thoughts together for the talk. Yeah, well, and I think part of the the perfectionism that may be showing up is the trying to decide what's the best way to present. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you might be right. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't have to be the best. I know I have good content, and and so um, it'll. Oh, I'm sure whatever I do will be great. Of course, it will. <laughs> Right. It'll be Um, it'll be useful and helpful and you're always fun to listen to and so I mean you can't go wrong really. Oh very nice, Shannon. Thank you. That Mm -hmm. was an excellent little pep talk. Yeah, so I think it, it's funny that it popped to my mind that is an example of progress over perfection because it's absolutely um it's absolutely true that if if you get mired in perfectionism, in in any particular project, it can be so paralyzing that um, just thinking, okay, all I have to do is something, anything, yeah, right? right, just to get that ball rolling, or, or like Annie Lamott, Anne Lamott said in Bird by Bird, right, um, mm-hmm. where she talked about having a shitty first draft, right, yeah, just have a first draft. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking about. And I had this conversation with a client recently about how um, how common it is to have the whatever creative idea you have in your head, whether it's a piece of writing or a drawing or a you know piece of needlework or a PowerPoint, whatever it is, like the idea you have in your head is like perfect and it 
never comes out that way. Like <laughs> trying to bring into the world the thing that you have in your head is, I mean, really pretty impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly so, not on the first try. Yeah. 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 And so it's um, uh, you have you have to do that that first draft. You have to make some progress so you have something that you can work with. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes perfect sense. I remember when I was in college and we typed our, uh, uh, you're five years younger than me, so you may not have- Oh, I typed. Type. You did, okay. You didn't have a yep. computer to do Not until my senior on. year. Oh my gosh, yeah. We didn't either. We, there, was, there were three IBM PCs in the library for student use. So I, I, I was one of the students who chose to use that, use one of them. But yeah. Um, uh, well, oh, but, but I remember thinking, you know, I was always procrastinating and typing my paper the night before it was due. So I was literally turning in my first draft yeah. every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got my first job and, and I learned to edit. And I thought, oh, man, if only I had applied this skill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we, we're in a world now where we don't have to turn in our first drafts usually. Mm -hmm. And if we can just get that first draft of anything, like no matter what kind of creative piece it is, as you said, um, down and make it put it into tangible form so that we can work on it and we can make progress. Right. Well, and also the first draft may be good enough. Oh, good point. Apparently it was you know? for me in college. Yeah, me I graduated. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my diploma because uh, I was like a lot like you. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I think so. It's sort of like different kinds of progress. Like it may just be getting started, kind of progress. Mm -hmm. Like instead of trying to figure out the perfect thing before you even get started, or it may be. Um, you know, coming up with a draft so that you can edit it or, you know, iterate or innovate or whatever based on um, having something down in some way or having something done in some way. And, you know, as I'm talking, I'm thinking too about like decluttering and organizing. And I know for me, I have to make multiple passes usually mm -hmm. to really get something decluttered. Mm -hmm. um, effectively, um, I get decision fatigue very quickly. And, um, so if I, if I felt like I had to get it perfect the first time, I would absolutely 100% never do it. Right. And it's funny, I was thinking about decluttering and organizing as well, right at the same time you were, I think, because, and I went a little different direction in my mind, which is it, um, perfectionism can make it really hard to start, as we were discussing, but mm -hmm. it can also make it really hard to stop. Yes. Because if you think you have to keep decluttering until, I don't know what, you're, until, every, until you have absolutely no clutter at all or until you're only keeping the bare minimum, then um, you may never get that satisfaction of enjoying the progress um, while while you're in the process of getting where you want to be. I mean, I'm constantly decluttering, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. In very small bites. Very small right. bites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting thing. And, and then I know that when we talked about rewards um, early on, I think we had an episode about rewards, didn't we? Yes. And uh, I, I know I'm very fond of 
suggesting that people reward progress, not reward the finished product. And that this seems to fit in there too, in here too, right? So if we can, yeah, I think so. Yeah, if we can reward ourselves for our effort, um, then we get lots of rewards along the way till we get to the in to the end, right? Uh, yeah, instead of holding, and. Holding. Yeah, and contrary to most people's fear, I think most people's fear about rewarding themselves before something is finished is that they will um, stop working because they got the reward. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, it does the opposite. Um, the you know those little rewards as you make progress um, encourage you to make more progress. Right. You know, as opposed to using a stick, 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 stick to try to get to the carrot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's a baby carrot. Here's a baby carrot. Here's a baby carrot. <laughs> yeah, um, that makes perfect sense. Um, and I, yeah, and so, yeah, they should be uh, rewards perhaps that are commensurate, right? There'd be small rewards on their way to the, the big reward. But also making progress is rewarding in and of it can be rewarding in and of itself. So you get that double whammy right. of the baby carrot and the looking around and seeing that you've gotten some yeah. stuff done. Um, but I found, I have found back when I used to try to reward uh, completion, not progress, that I never would get around. I, so I'd like come up with a big reward and right. then I'd never do it. <laughs> it was like too big, right? And I'd done yeah. it. I was done. I was done. I didn't need, I didn't need the incentive anymore. Of the reward, right? And um, so, yeah, it wouldn't happen. And my—I mean, I'm not talking about like a trip around the world kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm just talking about taking a day off kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking like using the gift certificate I have for a spa day kind of thing. Uh -huh. Like I—that would be like you know. So it's not even an outlay of money, but it right. would be you know. And then I wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. So is, if instead you gave yourself um, uh, an afternoon uh, to read an, a favorite novel a few times in the course of the project, which would also yeah. be rewarding and not money, um, but you'd probably get more out of it. Right. And make more progress. Well, and always, I, for whatever reason, reading novels in the middle of the day always feels so decadent to me. So decadent. Except... For me, I, I read when I brush my teeth and when I eat when I eat a meal, uh, breakfast or lunch. So I get to I get to read novels yeah. during the day. But to like not work, right? To take time away from work time and sit in yeah. a coffee chair with a cup of tea and a book. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounds so decadent. Isn't that funny? Especially now that we're what eleven months into the pandemic, and or ten months and uh, no eleven months. Eleven. And, yeah. And we, have, we feel like we have so much time, yet that still feels um, decadent. Yeah. Yeah. Because we yeah. don't really have that much time. Because we're still working like dogs. <laughs> we're just not leaving the house. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, but, it's, but it's interesting. Like, there are so many ways that you can make progress. Um, and... There's so, like, it's just, like you said, it's just a reward in and of itself. Like, it feels so good to make progress on something. Yes, and it feels so icky to want to make progress and not get, be able to get started. For, for, yeah. 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 Oh. Well, I had a happy little surprise. I decided, since I have a lot of 
tax-related stuff that I need to do this year. And um, so I decided I was just going to get started on my mom's and see how far I could go. And I ended up getting it all done. And it was completely painless. Well, that is a lovely surprise. Wow. Did you tell yourself you were going to do it for X amount of time? Yeah, it was like, well, I was going to do like, you know, sort of the first part of the process. I'm just going to do this and, and, you know, see how it goes. And I was like, well, that didn't take any time. And then <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just do this. And then it was like, then I was done. That's excellent. Well, that's a great example of how we can build stuff up in our minds to be so much harder than it is. And then be afraid to get started or, or fearful that we're not going to do it right, right? Right. Well, and also this has that, like, this fear of not getting it right. You know, this is my mom's final income tax return. And so, like, I want to make sure I get it, get everything done correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I gave myself the permission, like, you know what, if I miss a deduction, it's not that big a deal. Like if I miss a receipt, it's not going to make or break anything. Right. Um, So just giving myself that permission to do it imperfectly. I mean, I still, obviously it's going to be done legally (laughs) and it will be done, you know, as best I can in a reasonable amount of time. But, you know, I'm not, committing fraud or anything, but to not feel the stress of having to get it exactly right, you know, like not having to get it perfect. Right. That's great. Oh, that's terrific. Um, I'm, I'm taking the progress over, uh, over perfection, um, approach to my taxes too, which is a finally on the weekend I decided I would actually look at the taxes and, oh right uh, and moved it um, yeah it's big pro- that's progress right there and yeah. I um, have decided I'm just going to work on it for 30 minutes a day and put it away and so I, I haven't done it yet today but I uh, Saturday and Sunday I did and um, it's like I forgot it's not that big a deal because I now send it to an accountant and all I have to do is provide my P&L profit and loss statement I right. don't have to in TurboTax I had to like parse it all um, yeah, and so uh, I'm letting it be easy as possible, and it's still fairly early. It's only you know it's due in two months, so if I can get it done in a week, which in a half an hour a day I certainly can, then ah, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. Although yeah. I, I'm always worried about if I'm gonna owe because this year I'm worried because I, I based well I, I I didn't expect my net revenue my net revenue to be as high as it was when I looked oh. at my piano because I didn't spend much. <laughs> I didn't, didn't earn much, right. but I didn't spend much. So um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is, right? And being yeah. afraid of it doesn't help. So I no. guess we'll just do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, there there are rules in place that, that um, will probably help make it less painful if... Um, you know, you didn't pay enough estimated taxes or something. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, I think taxes are a great example of, pro- of just make some progress. Get started. Make some right. progress and let it go. You know, reward yourself along the way. And then your example of actually not just getting started, but unexpectedly finishing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was a big surprise to me. It took, it was 
definitely under two hours. Like I didn't even, it didn't even feel like I was working on it for that long. Like I oh, didn't so pay attention to the time. Two hours. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, not to, um, talk about it in every episode, but gotta love YNAB. That's right. <laughs> YNAB makes it so easy. Yeah, it's true. I can't, I can't wait till next year when I can use YNAB for my personal taxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I feel like we could talk, we could find a way to bring up YNAB in every single episode. Yeah. Because YNAB it, and daily yoga. And daily yoga. <laughs> <laughs> People are just, they're just pressing stop right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, already. okay, done. <laughs> done. We well, don't, the two whys, we don't need them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're two, they're, those are constants in our lives that are so, both of them so helpful. For both of us, right? Right, yeah, huge difference. Um, anything else you want to say about progress? Uh, no, I would just, No. <laughs> I do that all the time. I say no, and then I say something. No, there's really nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I keep having all these things of like that would be good examples, but you know, like I half shoveled my we we had snow and ice over the weekend, and I half shoveled it, and then just poured ice melt on it, and so the the mail carrier could get up our steps without um, having an accident. Um, and just like, instead of like, oh, I couldn't get the shovel out because the lock on the shed was frozen. And, you know, like all the, like, I couldn't do it the way I wanted to. And then I just decided, well, I got to do something. Well, good for you. Yeah. I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you're in a little bit different situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, you know, the second person in two days has mentioned storing their snow shovel in their shed. This makes no sense to me. Because you have to go out in this, by definition, if you're waiting for it snows to get your snow shovel out, you have to get snowy to get to it. Why not keep it in your basement? So, A, we don't have an actual snow shovel. Oh. Oh. Because I've never shoveled snow before. What? Oh. What? What did you use? We, we don't shovel snow. Because you, <laughs> you don't get snow. We don't you get do snow. I've had and, been in plenty of snow at your house, I feel like. Well, th- I mean, we get snow, but it usually melts right away. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I can think of two times in my lifetime where the snow has lasted more than a day or two. Oh, and, wow. you know, everyone just stays home. Right. It's not like you have to shovel the walks and stuff. Until this year. Um, well, I still didn't do it. Um, but I just wanted to clear the snow. I mean, it was the snow had drifted so much that we didn't have identifiable stairs. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, and, and so I just wanted to clear the snow off of the stairs so it would be safe for the letter carrier to bring our mail up. And um, we have a, you know, a flat, an actual shovel as opposed to a spade in the shed. Um, but... The lock was frozen, so I found a decrepit old broom and used my snow boots and a broom. Good for you. There you go. Progress over perfection. Yes. Progress, not perfection. Yes. That's excellent. Did not mean to diverge there, but it was a good example. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if if we had an actual snow shovel and we actually shoveled the walk, it would make way more sense to have it in the basement. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to hear from you, our listeners. How do you make progress and not let perfection get in the way? You can let us know on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, or at Getting to Good Enough. And on Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. You can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE, it's 4843. Or you can head over to gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment in the show notes for this episode. Um, But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I am so glad we don't have to shovel snow here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate shoveling snow. I do it very poorly, too. (laughs) Progress, not perfection. (laughs) That's right. (laughs)